0: Thank you and uh, hello everybody and greetings from Whaler. It's great to be here and uh, to uh, enjoy such a, a great camp. It's been quite a few years since we've been down here but it's uh, it's good to be here and we've had a great time. And uh, if you'd like to, uh, to open up your Bibles again, we'll turn to the Word of God and uh, we'll start in uh, Matthew chapter 12. and uh, if you take notes and take titles one for this talk is it is lawful and um, a little bit of a theme going on in Waila this year we're looking at second uh, Corinthians with uh, all things being new so all things new in 2022 and uh, following on from Corinthians where it says if any man being Christ is a new creature uh, behold all things have become new and all things are of God, and so uh, that's what we want, we want all things of God in our life, and uh, and just uh, picking up this um, uh, passage of scripture here, in uh, Matthew 12 verse 9, we see um, uh, Jesus here, and um, of course they're trying to catch him out, and they're trying to bring in the law, and so they're trying to You know, find ways to catch him out, and trying to find ways to bring in the law. And so we just pick it up here, and it says, "When he departed, thence he went into the synagogue, and behold, there was a man uh, which had his hand withered." And they asked him, saying, "Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day, that they might accuse him?" And so one of the, of course, one of the commandments there was, we had to keep the Sabbath in the Old Testament. And they're saying, "Well, is it lawful that you can do anything? Can you do any work?" On the Sabbath, is it lawful to heal him? And he said unto them, What ma- a man shall there be among you that shall have one sheep? And if he fall into the pit on the Sabbath day, will he not lay hold on him and lift it out? How much then is a man better than a sheep? Wherefore it is lawful to do well on the Sabbath days. Then said he unto the man, Stretch forth thy hand, and he stretched it forth and it was restored whole like the other and praise the lord this man would have rejoiced imagine if he'd said sorry we can't do anything it's the sabbath you'll have to wait till tomorrow imagine if that was how it was where we couldn't do things because there was a law in place that said we can't do good we can't heal you if there was a need and all of a sudden we needed to have prayer for that need and do good And we couldn't do it because it was the Sabbath. It would just be absurd. It would be crazy. And so Jesus, of course, bringing in the new commandment to love the Lord thy God with all your heart, mind, strength, and soul, and to love your neighbor as yourself, and saying that on this hang all the law of the prophets and all the commandments, that if you do that, you'll fulfill all that. He was bringing forth a new way, and he was showing here it's not about enforcing the law. It's about loving your neighbour and it's about doing good. And if there's an opportunity to do good, then do it. And we live in an age now where some things, they try and condition us with almost this law that it's not appropriate. It's not appropriate to say that, you're at work. It's not appropriate to do that, you, you know. And they're trying to, the world's trying to condition us in another way to say it's not appropriate, it's not lawful. And Jesus come to set us free from all of that and to tell us, well, it is lawful and it is appropriate because you've been called to a higher work. You've been called to a work of saving souls. You've been called to a work of restoring people, restoring the withered, restoring those that labor, restoring those that are heavy laden and bringing them into the kingdom of God. And so we don't want to be conditioned by this world and think that things are inappropriate because they're lawful unto God and it's very appropriate to the saving of someone's soul and so praise the Lord we have the gospel we have the example there in Jesus let's just turn to Matthew chapter 16 stay in the same book I've got a funny story about uh, being out four-wheel driving and my four-wheel driving uh, uh, actually broke and I had someone who plied this rule. And they said, sorry, we can't tell you out. We can't do anything today. I thought, huh, how practical is that? But it's another story. They didn't, They wouldn't help me. <laughs> they wouldn't uh, do anything. Then the next day, they were like, oh, we can help you now. This <laughs> so crazy. But anyway, uh, here we go. Matthew uh, Matthew, chapter 16, um, uh, verse 13, verse, verses 13. Uh, to 17 we want to read. When Jesus uh, came into the coast of Caesarea, uh, Philippia he asked his disciples saying who do men say that the son of uh, sorry who do men say that I the son of men am and they said some say thou art John the Baptist, some Elias and other Jeremias or one of the prophets and he says unto them but who say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon bar for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. And we see a situation here where Jesus was recognised for who he was. He was recognised as the Son of God. And he was recognised in a spiritual way not in a natural way. And we here who are in Christ, who have been spirit-filled, who are now part of the body of Christ, we recognise each other that same way. We recognise each other as sons and daughters of the living God. We're determined, like Paul, to only see Christ and him crucified in each other. The old life is gone and we're new creations in Christ and we're new creatures in Christ, and so we see each other now as sons and daughters of the Living God. We also want the world to see us as sons and daughters of the Living God. We don't want them to see us as you know. Oh, here's uh, Gary. He's the CI guy at that continuous improvement for those. You know, he's the CI guy. We don't want to be known after the things of the world, but we want to be known for the things after God and all the people said. We want to be known that we're followers of Christ and that in our life are miracles and in our life because we've been called to a higher calling. We've been called to a work of God. We've been taken out of the world. We've been taken out of the the nine to five grind. We've been taken out of all of that and we've been called into the kingdom of God to be savers of souls to be the salt of the earth to be the light of the world to be someone who can bring someone else into the kingdom of God and what a blessing that is if we just turn to uh, John chapter 4 we'll just read Jesus's thoughts on that and he was saying very much that this was such a satisfying work John 4, verse 31. We pick the story up here again. In the meanwhile, his disciples prayed, in, saying, Master, eat. But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that you know not of. Therefore said the disciples one to another, has any man brought him more to eat? And Jesus said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. And, uh, of course, they'd in the natural thought that someone had given him a natural feed. They'd thought that he'd had some natural food. And he was saying here that my meat, the thing that sustains me, the thing that is fulfilling, is to be about my Father's business. The thing that is really satisfying To the soul is to be at work in the kingdom of heaven, to be building the family of God, to be about my father's work is the thing that fulfills me. And uh, for anybody who's been a part of that or has prayed with someone who's received the Holy Spirit, who has seen their life changed, we know it's fantastic. It's the best feeling and and it just carries you on for days. And if you haven't had that opportunity yet, you know, looking at, at these times where we can be bold, and we, it is lawful, and it is appropriate, it's the last days, we're seeing what's on around, there are people that are, are searching for the gospel, they're searching for the truth, where is it in everything we hear, you know, and sometimes uh, we might wrestle with it in our own mind, and we might think, is it appropriate, isn't, isn't it appropriate, should I? Shouldn't I? What if? And we can wrestle with things. You know, there's a saying that says someone might not be ready to receive that whole message right now, but we should never, ever underestimate the power of planting a seed. And it's where it starts. The gospel starts with someone when someone plants a seed, someone waters it, and it goes on, and then God gives the increase, and all of a sudden, We've got a new brother and sister in Christ. So let's always, uh, it's a very, very fulfilling, a very, very sustaining work uh, that we can get involved in. There's a proverb that says an idle soul hungers. And if we're not busy, if we're not busy in the work of the Lord, if it's not the Lord's work that's sustaining us, we can feed on other things. And we've heard a lot over camp of those things. They're not good for us you know we read in the scriptures all things are lawful to me but all things are not expedient all things are lawful but not all things edify and i will not be brought under the power of any you know and praise the lord that that's us as christ as christ's children now we can be set free from all of that and we can be a part of the work of the lord and god is with us every minute of every day going before us you know we don't need to rehearse the words He's there to give us the words and let us speak. You know, he'll fill our mouth with what we need to say because he knows what's in the hearts of the people that we speak to. Um, Just moving on, uh, Hebrews chapter 4, if we could. I think I've got a couple of minutes left. Hebrews chapter 4, I won't keep you too long. And I'll have to just cut that down a bit for that. Okay. So okay, Hebrews has disappeared out of my Bible for a minute. There it is. Hebrews four verse one. And just want to cover a little a little piece about ceasing from our own works. And um I haven't got a lot of time to cover this whole uh, subject here, um, but really it talks about here in verse 1, Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us the gospel was preached as well as unto them, uh, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. And faith is a very, very important part of our walk in the Lord. This faith of believing, of trusting the Lord, and uh, always trusting in Him. And God does things in ways that uh, that we wouldn't think of. And we've heard plenty of that over camp. His ways are high. You know, The walls of Jericho. We'll walk around them. They'll fall down. You know, Meshach, Shadrach and Abednego. We won't touch the king's meat, but they come out ten times wiser. You know, And God gave them the increase We could look at Daniel We could look at so many examples in the Old Testament Where God just did things a different way So that he showed it was of him And so as we walk on in the Lord We put the word before us And we walk by faith Not by sight And we trust in the Lord there And we mix it with faith And it works It just works You know, Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom of his God, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. You know, as we put the Lord first, he goes to work for us and just provides for us, provides everything we need in our life. Um, If we just go down to verse 10, it says, For he that has entered into his rest has also ceased from his own works as God did from his. Let us labour therefore to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. We've got a labour, and that labour is being busy in the Lord. It's ceasing our own work. It's us not pursuing our own benefit, our own profit, our own career, our own path. It's ceasing from that work, and when we do that and we take up the work of God, all of a sudden the peace and the rest comes in. And all of a sudden that, that feeling of like, ah, it's okay. God's got it in control. God's going to sort it all out for me uh, comes in as we just rest in him. And we can wrestle in our mind. We can try and work it out. And you know, it's been great here at camp, but as we go back, are we going to try and... Take thought for tomorrow. What's going to happen tomorrow? How am I going to work this out? I've got that to deal with. I've got... And God's saying, No, 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 no. Faith. Trust in me. Believe in me. I've got it sorted. Cease from that and rejoice in the goodness that you've got. Get busy in the work of the Lord, get busy saving souls. Because it's the best thing you'll do. It's a meat that will sustain you. We're called to this higher calling. We're called to a, a work of salvation, a ministry of reconciliation, to reunite people with Christ and to see them saved. And that is an amazing work. It'll be better than anything you'll do at work, better than anything you'll you'll do at school or any experience you'll have. When you see a life changed, it will sustain you and change you as well and that's what God's calling us to and he's saying I'm going to take care of everything you need everything that comes into your life I'm going to take care of it I'm going to look after it and Jesus said those words we're just going to finish in John chapter 16 and Jesus had told people the comforter was coming that they were going to be looked after, that he was going to abide in them, and he and that those that abided in the vine, he was going to do all of that. And uh, he'd been telling them all of this. And as he gets into the later part of John, before he, uh, John 17, where he, of course, he prayed for them, as he goes into uh, John 16, verse 33, is the verse we want. Uh, we'll read this and then I'd like to just read it out of the Amplified he says these things have I spoken unto you that in me you might have peace in the world you shall have tribulation but be of good cheer I've overcome the world and so he was telling his disciples have this peace there's going to be tribulation around you There'll be tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome all of that. We read that in the Amplified. It says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. Confidence is a good thing, isn't it? When you've got someone on your side, when we've got the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords on our side, it gives us some confidence. He said, in the world you'll have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration, but be of good cheer. Take courage, be confident, certain and undaunted, for I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of its power to harm you and have conquered it for you. Praise the Lord. Our Saviour, Jesus, conquered everything. He even conquered death and he rose from the grave that we might have eternal life that we might live forever and he was saying to his disciples and he says to us be of good cheer be of good courage be confident I've overcome it all for you it's mine now he takes it on his shoulders he takes it for us as we simply serve him as we rejoice and as we have joy and as we have fun and gladness taking the gospel out and being a part of the work of the kingdom, he's busy taking care of all our needs. I'll just leave it there. Amen. Amen.